This is Believe in Buckeyes with Brian Brownie and Chindi Chekwa. We got a, I usually start saying share, we got a great one, but we had a bye week, man. So we get to relax a little bit, man, kind of just talk a little ball and, you know, talk about what we want to see for the rest of the season. So uh, this show is always uh, brought to us by our sponsor, uh, Bet Online. So, Chim, go ahead and hit them with the, uh, the app. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info. With all the up-to-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns, get the latest odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to college football playoff and Super Bowl, BetOnline gives you access to the best football promotions and content available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. And as always, if you have any issues with gambling, please, please feel free to reach out to 1-800-GAMBLER. They're 24-7 to kind of talk you through uh, any situation. But like I said, we have a bye week. So after the the thrilling, the la- literally the last second win against Notre Dame uh, in a fired-up coach day, we get to just exhale, exhale a little bit this week. Just kind of breathe it out and kind of take it in and have a bye week. Um, and yeah, I mean, bye weeks are important, right? It's important. It's a time for the team to heal up a little bit. Uh, time for you to kind of point out some things to kind of work on. And bye week, all in long, it gets you a, usually a long weekend. So you know, bye weeks are great, man. How how you feeling about the bye week? Yeah, I think the bye week and and the way this this season was set up this year was much needed. Uh, early in the year, I think you had that build up to a big game on the road versus Notre Dame, and then you get to kind of reset and get ready for Big Ten play. I think it was a, a, a kind of a perfect situ- situation, especially because you had a, a quarterback comp- somewhat of a quarterback competition going yeah, in. Right. New quarterback chosen. Um, he had a good run these these last few games. Now you get to go back, go to bye week, get everybody healed up, go back and reassess your team and see. And where do we need to improve? Where do we need to focus? Where do we need to get better? And then you get ready for Big Ten play. Yeah. And right. And so, I mean, going to, I mean, obviously, these first four weeks, are, to be frank, we've been, we've been pretty fortunate when it comes to injuries. Uh, not a whole lot of guys, even you know, even going down in the games. Obviously, it's football. So, some guys are getting nicked up here and there. Um, but, I, you know, no one, the, the training staff hasn't been on the field, you know, much this season kind of checking in on guys. Obviously, uh, our last game, though, our guy, uh, number one player in the nation, Marvin Harrison Jr., did have a rolled ankle, so you know this yeah. kind of had to come at the perfect time for him. We kind of get off of it a little bit, stick it up in the air, ice it, and, and let that thing rest a little bit before we get into this dive into this um, Big Ten play. But also, when it comes to a bye week, I mean, obviously you you have to take some time and and what you call self scout, right? You kind of have to kind of look at uh, the things you've done well this season, and you want to continue to build on that. And you also need to take some time to really address maybe some issues that you've been having over the first handful of weeks and kind of uh, address that as well. So, I mean, looking at this team, if you're a coach day or, or you're on this offensive, defensive staff, what do you think of some things that maybe you want to see um, them kind of, you know, once again, point out this week and work at getting a little bit better at? Yes, yeah, obviously, obviously short yardage is one of focus, right? Collectively as Buckeye Nation, I think we all can agree <laughs> we want Ohio State to work on their short yardage. Um, I'm, I'm going to start off, though, with the with the defense. And, you know, it's not so much um, what they did well, what they didn't do, do well, but it's really one of, the, one of the key areas, I think, defensively, they've got to figure out 
you know, how can we get more pressure on the quarterback, especially in those situations, third and long, third and 10, third and nine, where, you know, you're, you're, you know, it's a pass, you know, it's a passing situation. I thought, you know, too many times versus Notre Dame, the quarterback just had a ton of time. Sometimes, sometimes that's going to happen when you are playing coverage, but you want to be able to, to work in a few, uh, whether it's blitzes, um, getting a, a, another guy as an edge rusher, a speed guy on the edge. You just want to do something to make sure you can manufacture more pressure. So I, I would suspect that as a coaching staff, of course, they're looking at a lot of different things. But I think that probably probably would be a point of emphasis for that defensive staff. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, obviously, uh, when the offense, third and long situations, you try to stay out of those situations for a reason. And the biggest reason is the pressure that comes with it and the the letter the the level of detail it takes to kind of really execute. A lot of things kind of have to go your way to get the first down at that point in time. So I definitely agree there. On my end, like you said, short yardage though. Um, I mean, obviously this has been things that I feel like we've been working on since uh, week one. We, we kind of been making some steps and improvement. As you see, it gets Notre Dame. As you kind of if you kind of watch some of the the takes that that we had on our YouTube page, that you know we kind of went into a little bit of detail, some things that we're seeing that we like and some things that be frank, we, we can't, it's tough for us to explain. Um, but essentially right now, you could tell the emphasis is right now, it was just basically get off the line of scrimmage, just push these guys back. And then we, yeah. you know, try to get this yard or two yards that we need and figure out from there. Uh, but going into this bye week, I would like them to kind of, yeah, basically clean up a little bit, you know, play a little bit more, a little bit more smarter football in those situations. Yes, we want to be able to fire at the ball and push guys back, but let's make sure we're going in the same direction, the right directions, and the column for the right guys, so we can get those uh, executed at a you know a high level. So we got some talented guys up front, we got some talented backs. We just got to do things right so they can shine. What about the touch push, man? I'm seeing all this content <laughs> uh, and uh, you know plays from the Eagles, other 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 teams doing it as well. I mean, the way they where they're running these short yardage plays, it seems like they're just diving in and trying to get pushed up the middle. And they're not doing a quarterback sneak, so if they're not, they might as well do something similar. Um, yeah, I, I I suspect that they will have a, a cleaned up short yardage game plan coming in. We'll see if it works, right? But I think <laughs> I suspect that they'll have something else. What about their their? You know, another thing that we saw in the first few games is a lot of confusion in the blitz, picking up blitzes and whatnot. Yeah. Um, that seems like another area that they should probably focus on as well. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, especially uh, coming up this week, we have Maryland, and um, and obviously we're diving to Maryland a little bit more on the show. But when you got guys on your schedule like Penn State, you know, it's be a big game, and you got games coming up against you know Michigan. Have we always end the season? Um, you have to be sound in those things because I mean, those guys they have uh, pro style. Uh, coaches on the defensive side of the ball, and they could make things pretty confusing. So when when it comes to that, you have to understand as a unit, whoever is in protection, if it's just the five off of the lineman, okay, who's our the four we're taking and the fifth guy that we're taking a look at, or the sixth guy, who else could come? If it's a running back in on protection or tight ends, you know exactly who's their guy, who does the off of the line, who they're counting for, and who does the running back have. So uh, several different times we have seen some emphasis, um, I mean, some things kind of break down where it looks like more or less the running back um, maybe don't know or not scanning things correctly. So, you know, this is a week to kind of just kind of dive in. Hey, let's put some crazy things that we, we've seen already uh, from our competition. Let's run it in practice so we all can kind of just see it, uh, either get it right, and hey, kudos, everybody did it right or we did it wrong, and this is what we need to do to kind of how we need to see things so we can kind of get it fixed when it kind of comes up in gas situations. Because as we know, 
as you always say, the little things that you've been missed throughout the year uh, will turn into a big thing when it comes into the game. Saying blitz pickup is always, always a critical thing that you have to understand and have to execute when it comes to Saturdays when you're actually in the game. And real quick, that, sneak. you got to put that in. To <laughs> be sneak, one thing that's short yardage, the blitz pickup, all of these things help a guy who's relatively a new quarterback coming in to mm-hmm. lead this team. Now, one thing I would say, they played four games. They played a tough game on the road. They played a Big Ten game already. Now they have a bye week. Ain't no young players no more, right? right. After the bye week, we're all vets. You're only mm-hmm. in college for three, four years. I know COVID year, the guys have been in college for like eight, nine, ten years. <laughs> but, you know, these guys are are, are now, they, they're battle-tested. They've seen it all. You know, most of most of it in these first four games. And I think, you know, one of the areas of emphasis this, you know, during this bye is Kyle McCord being able to go back, like you mentioned, self-scout, look at himself, look at some of the throws that he missed, that he knows he can make, um, and identify, okay, what do I need to do different in that situation? And then coming off a big win against Notre Dame and finishing that drive with a win that he was able to drive the team down the field, there's so much confidence coming out of it. So I I expect to also begin to open up the playbook a little bit more for him, uh, moving into Big Ten play, with the confidence to know that he can carry us through the rest of the season as well. Yeah, and like I said, we're coming off a bye week, so usually we have a little bit, you know, spend a lot more time diving into an actual game. But we didn't have a game this week. So, you know, we had some time to kind of sit back and just watch some college football and kind of, you know, just check out the Big Ten. You know, see what guys are doing, what, what teams are competitive, what teams are on our schedule. They need to maybe, you know, be concerned about a little bit because they got a little bit of power, a lot of things going on. So, I mean, obviously, when it comes to the Big Ten, there's a, a essentially a big three, right, currently. I mean, next year we'll be adding some some runners as well. But this year in the Big Ten, uh, the big three, I would say, is Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. All teams are ranked within in the top ten uh, in, in all polls. Um, and basically, I feel like all teams deservedly need to be there. I mean, they are, these teams are playing some good football. Uh, but there are also teams in the Big Ten as well that are, are doing well. Have you had any teams caught your eye that, you know, you yeah. want to maybe give a shout-out or, you know, watch out for more or less? Yeah, so obviously you mentioned that team up north. You mentioned Penn State. You know, Wisconsin's a team to watch. One one thing about the Big Ten West, right, is there's not a ton of competition over there. Um, so they're, they're, they're sitting in a good position. They lost early to Washington State. Washington State has a pretty good football team. They're ranked, I think, like 13th or 12th right now. Yeah, um, pretty explosive team. Yeah, and Wisconsin's a team, you know, we, we know Luke Fickle very, very well as a guy who used to be one of our coaches. Is They're going to get better throughout this year. Obviously, year one of Luke Fickle uh, being the head coach there. They are going to be a, a team that becomes more and more disciplined, well executed. You look at Notre Dame. Outside of that ten game, that ten player uh, uh, <laughs> at the end, a team that executes well. Marcus Freeman came up on the uh, Luke Fickle as well, so I expect them to get better. I, I expect them to be a competitive team that's dangerous down the stretch. Um, and then Maryland, you know, Maryland's another team that had a solid, solid year last year. Played some of the tough teams in the Big Ten close, um, mm-hmm. and I expect them to do the same uh, this year with another year. 
and more confidence being able to you know compete against the big dogs for real. Yeah, and then Iowa, I think right now they got a record of four and one. Um, was doing some good things, but I think I think they did just lose their quarterback for the year. Uh, so that's a tough blow for them in the Big Ten on the West. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I mean the Big Ten is once again competitive. Like I say, we're obviously top heavy. Um, I don't know if we, you know, how things would shake out if we'll be able to get two teams in the playoffs again like we did last year. But obviously, we just had to play out the season to see. But I, I would say right now we have three teams for sure that's in that race, right? The big, the big Ten, and then also we have a couple other guys that's kind of, you know. In the conversation as well. So, I mean, but, you know, and, and I guess really looking at this landscape of uh, college football, right? Uh, we, we It's it's funny, you know, usually uh, is the we talk about the SEC, right? And I feel like uh, their top guns are the top guns. But, you know, I, I would say they kind of – they're not as strong as they have been in other years. Uh, the Big Ten, they had their top three guys. But what's funny enough is, like, the Pac-12. Like, you know, this is kind of their, their last year of existence. And, I mean, they, they got some guys. They got some teams. Yeah, it's crazy how the SEC's having a down year. Uh, you know, you can argue that they've been overhyped somewhat even the past few years. But they've always had two, like, at least two legit teams, like two teams that nobody really wants to go against. And then after that, you know, in some years you, they had a, a strong middle part of the, the conference. In some years they don't. But this year, even the teams at the top are still kind of figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Big 12, you know, is is the Big 12 at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But the Pac-12, in their last year of existence, you know, they're, they're not <laughs> even going to be around next year. Or maybe the last two teams left that didn't find a conference, maybe they figure something out and they become the Pac-2. But... <laughs> They actually have a good set of teams. And I think what's happening, you're seeing more parity in college football, but what's happening is those teams that have a lot, you know, you think about the Pac-12, it's one of the things they've always been missing with defensive line, linemen, maybe smaller offensive linemen. The transfer portal allows them to say, okay, we have a team set. You know, who from Alabama is not getting, who's not getting the playing time that he expects to play? Which one of those five-star guys that are freshmen or sophomores or playing behind somebody, and now let's go grab a couple of guys. Now we have a set team. Um, you see a, a few of those teams. Oregon is one, um, and a few others that have gotten a, 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 a set, not a bunch of transfers, but some key guys in there to really um, make them a, a good team. And yeah, they got they got they're deep across that conference. Yeah, I mean, but you talk about the transfer. I mean, all the guys. I mean, if you talk about Washington and Michael Penix coming over from Indiana, you talk about Caleb Williams from USC coming over from Oklahoma. You talk about Bo Nix in Oregon coming over from Auburn. You talk about Colorado and Shadura Sanders coming over from Texas State. I mean, like you know, all these guys. I mean, and there's more teams in there. I, I, we was talking beforehand. It was about it was about sixteen. Oregon State's quarterback, uh, DJ, coming over from. From Clemson. So, I mean, like, you got all these teams there. And all these teams, I mean, Utah's just a solid team. I, I believe Cam Rogers has been there throughout the program. But, you know, he's not even playing right now. Still coming back from a, a knee injury. Uh, but, um, I mean, these are, you know, six teams out the Pac-12 that are, are, are legit teams. Um, and, you know, anybody should be afraid, afraid to – to play them. So obviously they're kind of, their records will kind of be what they'd be at the end of the year. Some of these teams would be nicked off. Obviously USC is still the favorite, right? With, with Caleb Williams at quarterback. Um, but it's funny that, you know, once again, that last year out there and they're, they're super competitive. Once again, it's driven to me by the quarterback play. Each of these guys, each of these teams have legit players at that quarterback position that could, 
that's and that's known for scoring multiple points. So it just really, what are the rest of the game gonna look like? Kind of, kind of stop the team. So, yeah, and and you know, it's kind of crazy that you mentioned that. Like all these quarterbacks who came from somewhere else found a team where you know I could go lead this team. It all happened in the Pac-12, and they why the close up stop here after the year. But for 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 sure, there's gonna be somebody coming out of the Pac-12 that represents. Um, the the Pac-12 and the college football playoff. But yeah, going, sure. real quick, going back to the Big Ten, and we talked about the Big Three, but that team up north, their schedule, they really have a, a November schedule. It's a three-game yeah. schedule. You could argue it's a two-game, but I'm going to give some some respect to the team that's coming up, you know, uh, Maryland, the team that's coming up for Ohio State. They play Penn State, Maryland, and Ohio State in, that, in, no, in November. And they're really just you know they're really just sharpening, sharpening <laughs> tools until they get ready for November. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it plays out well for. I mean, if you think about it, uh, they was ranked high. I mean, deservedly so, right? They yeah. uh, made it to the playoffs last year and uh, lost a close game to TCU. They beat Ohio State. Uh, so coming in this year, they're ranked pretty high. And then they have a, 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 a out of conference schedule. That's to be honest, pretty weak. I think the the biggest name on that was like UNLV. So I mean, you know, not necessarily known for good football teams in the in the recent years. Um and then they get to Big Ten and essentially they, they don't have to play Wisconsin. Um they play uh you know rest of the Big Ten and basically the teams that we know are will be good, Ohio State, Penn State, don't get to see them obviously to the end of the year. So I mean things are set up well for them. Um but uh, you know that also could be their downfall. I mean, you know, when it yeah. comes to especially kids um and on the college level or any football team, you know, it helps to be tested. So right now, I mean, Michigan is winning by a lot. Uh, all their games so far, they've been, you know, winning pretty easily. Um, so, you know, we'll see how it goes in November. And obviously, you know, it's Michigan. They can always slip up. You know, they, you know, it's Michigan. I mean, that's what they, they're known to do. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, we'll see how it goes. But they have to play it. They have to win the games. Uh, but, you know, that could be, once again, their downfall, to, to be frank. So Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I think the way Ohio State's schedule is, is – is kind of laid out. I like game number four being a tough game. Like I just mm-hmm. like if I was if I was to disperse the schedule in the right in the way that I I like I I would prefer. I like a tough test week four. We build up into this. We have a tough test, and then we we go back and we 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 reassess what we need to do, what we need to improve on, on and build up to that next like really really tough matchup, and then do the same thing. And then you have that game at the end. So I like yeah. Ohio State schedule preferably to the way Michigan's kind of just coasting to the end of the yeah. season. Yeah, but yeah, like I say we gotta we gotta earn it on the gridiron. So we we'll get there. But you're going to this week. We we got Maryland. Maryland uh, is coming in um five and no. Maryland's undefeated on the season. Uh they're led by their their quarterback, um, you know, and all the things that he's done. Um they're coached by Mike Loxley. Mike Loxley He's a Maryland guy, so he's been in the program uh, back and forth for a couple of years. But before he took this last stint here, he was the officer coordinator at Alabama. And um, so, yeah, I mean, what are you seeing from Maryland right now, an undefeated team that's coming to uh, the horseshoe this weekend? And it's homecoming, too. So, yeah. Yeah, they got a guy at quarterback who feels like a, like he's a college professor at this point. He's been in school so long. Now, I, I, I don't know if it's because his brother was there and he was always also there. I feel like uh, I just call him Lil Tua. Uh, Lil Tua. Like, yeah. Lil Tua has been 
in college forever, it seems like. <laughs> um, but, you know, we saw him last year. Maryland played Ohio State tough last year. Um, he's a key part of that offense. He likes to move out of the pocket, make plays. He obviously can run the ball. He's not easy to, to contain. I think, you know, this this they had a good season last year. Coming back this year, they're just a good football team. Well-coached mm-hmm. team. Um, I think somewhat similar to Penn State, somewhat similar to Ohio State, but not with the same level of talent, right, in, this, in terms of style of play. Um, I think Ohio State has more talent. But here's the key thing for Maryland is that, they're, like you mentioned, they're 5-0, right? They got a quarterback. They got a guy who they believe in that could take them, take them as far as they, they can possibly go. And they don't know, you know how this stuff goes at this point in the season. They don't know how good they really are yet. We don't know how good they really are yet. We know they're a good mm-hmm. football team, but we don't know to what level they can get to. They don't know. Nobody knows. And for them, if they don't know, why not believe that you're just as good as everybody else? And they're gonna mm-hmm. come in. They're gonna come in uh, uh, the horseshoe, really prepared to upset Ohio State. They're gonna truly believe that this is their year uh, because there's nothing that has told them different, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's gonna be a legit, a legitimate test. And this is where, you know, for Ohio State. Obviously, you can't look at the the, the logo on the jersey, right? Because it's Maryland. They don't have deep Big Ten roots or anything that you know you could put on the film of when we played Maryland back in 1967. <laughs> these guys, are, but um, so you know, two weeks to prepare. Though um, you have the bye week, you you know the coaches are going to be preaching that this is a good team. They played us tough last year. They're going to have to be ready to go. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a legit test, and um, it's going to be interesting to see. You know how we, how we respond to a a Maryland team that's really playing good football. Yeah, that's true. And then you think about coach, like I say, coach Laxley, like I say, he's been around college football for a long time, and now it's his tenure, really his tenure, uh, to build up this this Maryland program. And he's been a head coach now for I think this is his third or fourth season as the head coach there, and he needs a signature win, like you know he needs a win against one of those uh, Big Ten. Uh, big names, right, between the the, the uh, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, Maryland, a uh, good Wisconsin team. Like, I don't, you know, his team so far, he hasn't had that win. Uh, but like I say, last year, there was 8-5. and five. They played Ohio State really tough last year. Um, so, you know, you they have a lot on the line. Like, you know, their whole season is in front of them. All the goals that they set for the year, Big Ten champs, national champs, getting into the playoffs, all those things are still on the table for them. So, coming in, they they should be, you know, ready to go. I mean, you got quarterback, uh, let's call him Little Tua, Tua Little Brother here. I mean, he's already has 1,400 passing yards, uh, 13 touchdowns, <laughs> only three interceptions. Like I said, I mean, he's been playing at a high level for a while. And essentially, you know, he's a, a very respected talent um, in the Big Ten and also in college football. Um, so, you know, Ohio State will have to be ready. I mean, if they come in and, and take this game serious as we think they should, basically coming off a of bye week, you know, Obviously, we, we like our chances here. We like our guys. Uh, but this Maryland team is not a team to play around with, sneeze at, or to take very lightly because they do have the ability and they do have the guys to to, to get a game and, and try to get a win. Yeah, let's not get it twisted. Like, they're not ranked. This is what I hate about the, the rankings because I know they don't mean nothing, but when there's a number next to a team, you automatically feel a certain way about that team, right? Yeah. They're not ranked, but they should be. Right? Yeah. Fresno State is ranked. I think Maryland is better, better than Fresno State. Missouri's ranked because even though Missouri used to be a Big 12 team, now they're in SEC, so they get the SEC treatment. They're a better team than Missouri. And Missouri's ranked 20 or 21, 
right? So mm-hmm. they're they're in that part of the the group of teams. They're in that like somewhere from eighteen to twenty four. I think they're they're that type of team as, as of now. And we'll see if they can be better than that. But they're a legit football team. They should. I think they should be a ranked team. So that's how we should really look at Maryland who's coming in to the playoffs there. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, like I said, Maryland has uh, a lot to gain from this and they have nothing to lose. I mean, they, if they come in and, and they lose to Ohio State um, and they keep it competitive or they lose by a lot, but, oh, it's, it's Ohio State. You know, what can what can you say? Uh, but for Maryland, once again, this being their first test and them really knowing that you would think that they bring a lot to the table. I wouldn't be surprised if they have trick plays. I wouldn't be surprised to see them fake a, a fake a, a take, a field goal, a punt, or something like that. Uh, anything that they could do to kind of stay in this game, maybe get the lead early and put some pressure, some real pressure on our quarterback, Kyle McCord, to kind of go out and execute to get his team back in it. Because I mean, to be honest, you know, we we did it last week for a drive, but we ain't, we wasn't down, you know, 10, 14 points. Like we just need a touchdown to kind of get the lead. So maybe try to get out early against Ohio State to really flip that switch to see what these Buckeyes are made of being down in the game. And I feel like Maryland with their explosive offense, uh, with their quarterback, uh, their running backs looking at the stats on them, they're not bad as well. They definitely have some talent to do that. Yeah, like last year, they played, it was a tight game really until the end, it kind of pulled away, but it was a very, it was a really close game. We had the better quarterback in C.J. Stroud. Um, mm-hmm. It's debatable about the quarterback situation um uh you know versus a, a common court and we know you know based on what they did last year they played michigan close last year as well um it was a seven point game so they're a legit test you know in terms of maryland getting the big win i think i think schedule wise they're really their best chance obviously they think their best chance is the next game but me i think their <laughs> best chance is playing against michigan in november they're sandwiched in between michigan goes and plays penn state and they got Maryland, then they got Ohio State. And they're, like, right in between there. Um, and as I mentioned, they only lost by seven against Michigan last year. I think that's their best chance to get one of those key signature wins um, this uh, this year. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and hopefully it's, like you say, in November. Right. <laughs> and not on Saturday. But, yeah, this is our show, Believe in Buckeyes, with Brian Brownie and Chindi Chekwa. Uh Obviously, we'll catch you guys here next week to recap this game. Uh, to see how our, our Buckeyes did against the Maryland, what's it, the Terps? Against the Maryland Terps. And we'll, we'll check you guys out then. But as we like to end all our shows with a nice Chris O.H. I.O. Go Bucks, baby. Go Bucks. Bucks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.